0: The president's press conference from the State Department auditorium, March first, nineteen sixty-one. Thank you. Good morning. I have uh, three or four announcements, uh, which I'll make. Uh, we've extended an invitation to the Chancellor, Germany Chancellor Adnau, to come to the United States, and he has a. Uh, Accepted our invitation, and we're delighted that he's going to be here in Washington on April 12th and April 13th. And I'm looking forward very much to meeting him and uh, to having an exchange of views. Secondly, I have uh, r- I'm writing to the Congress, to Congressman uh, Vincent and to Senator Russell, a letter recommending that uh, they consider legislation to uh, restore former President Eisenhower to his military rank of uh, General of the Army. President Eisenhower's outstanding military record and his long public service to our country in war and peace, I think, uh, with that long experience, it would be an appropriate act by the Congress if they should restore him to his former military rank. Third, it is with some satisfaction that I'm able to announce that the week ending today is the first week since last July that there has been no net outflow of gold from this country to foreign countries. While we realize that this complete halt is only temporary, I believe that it does signify that confidence in the dollar throughout the world is being restored. Fourth, our objective now is to help make effective at the retail level the influence of the Federal Reserve on the wholesale supply of money. We intend first to facilitate the flow of mortgage funds into the hands of prospective home buyers. I requested Mr. Joseph McMurray, the chairman designate of the Home Loan Bank Board, to meet with leaders in the savings and loan field and to urge them to reduce mortgage rates so as to expand the flow of money into mortgages. His first such mission will be to California, where mortgage rates have been among the highest. We trust that his efforts here and around the country will mean real gains for homeowners, the housing industry, and the economy. And lastly, I have today signed an executive order providing for the establishment of a Peace Corps on a temporary pilot basis. I'm also sending to Congress a message posing authorization of a permanent Peace Corps. This corps will be a pool of trained men and women sent overseas by the United States government or through private institutions and organizations to help foreign countries meet their urgent needs for skilled manpower. It is our hope to have between 500 to 1,000 people in the field by the end of this year. We will send Americans abroad who are qualified uh, to do a job. We will send uh, those abroad who are committed to the concept which motivates the Peace Corps. It will not be easy. None of the men and women will be paid a salary. They will live at the same level as the citizens of the country which they're sent to doing the same work, eating the same food, speaking the same language. We're going to put particular emphasis on those men and women who have skills in teaching, agriculture, and in health. I'm hopeful that it will be a source of uh, satisfaction to Americans and a uh, contribution to uh, world peace. Thank President. You. Mr. Mr. President, uh, you said in your State of the Union message that you had ordered a reappraisal of our entire defense strategy, and that you had asked the Secretary of Defense to uh, give you his conclusions by the end of February. Can you tell us what any of these conclusions are, and would they involve any increased reliance on conventional, as opposed to nuclear, of The uh, Secretary of Defense has passed to me his conclusions, and at the end of, uh, I would say, about two weeks, uh, I will uh, have finished our study of it, my study of it, with him, and will then send our uh, recommendations to the Congress. Secondly, in answer to your question, uh, part of his recommendation is to uh, strengthen conventional forces. President, some economists have voiced the opinion that perhaps the recession has reached a rock bottom and that the economy is on an upturn. Would you give us your views about that and also answer? some suggestions in your political opposition that perhaps some of your anti-recession legislation may not be needed because of this expected upturn? Well, I hope that an upturn does take place. But I must say, I think the Department of Commerce today is going to release some statistics and figures which uh, do not indicate that an upturn has taken place as yet. I would just say there are still a great many uh, hundreds of thousands of Americans who are dependent upon unemployment compensation. There are many several millions of Americans who can't find work members of Congress and others with whom I've talked to report from various sections of the country that they still face a most serious situation. I think it would be premature to make a judgment that our economy is uh, on the rise and that therefore there's no necessity for action. I don't take that view at all. I think all of these programs are needed. And uh, I'm hopeful that it will be possible. uh, I'm hopeful that we will see the economy move up in the spring or summer. But we can make no predictions about it. And there's not sufficient evidence at hand yet by any government department to indicate that the upturn has taken place as of today. Under the present UN Troop Command in the Congo, the pro-communist Gizenga government seems to be gaining ground, expanding its influence there almost daily. Is this government satisfied with the conduct of that command? And if not, have we made any representations to Secretary Hammershaw about it? Well, the situation is uh, very uncertain uh, in the Congo and it's not possible to wholly accept uh, the uh, premise upon which your question was based. It, uh, we, uh, the United Nations uh, n- resolution, and its therefore the new mandate given to the Secretary, is really only a week old. And I'm hopeful that the uh, resolution will be carried out effectively. And we are going to continue to uh, concern ourselves, as members of the United Nations, with its successful implementation. What is the role of Mr. Sergeant Shriver in the Peace Corps, sir? He has been working uh, in organizing the Peace Corps. Will he continue in this, uh, will he head it now that it's set up? Well, we're going to make a judgment about uh, who will be the head and what its staff will be in several days. But he's been working on a voluntary basis up to this time. Mr. President. Mr. President, uh, back in January, the Civil Rights Commission recommended that federal funds be withheld from public colleges and universities that discriminate on grounds of race, religion, or national origin. How do you feel about this? Well, we, it is not part of the, uh, this matter is a recommendation, as you know, is not included in the legislation that we sent to the Congress. As to whether we should, by executive order, withhold funds from certain schools, that is a matter which is under consideration. Yeah. as will be for, uh, as a part of our general overall uh, study of uh, where the federal government might usefully place its uh, power and influence to expand civil rights. We hope in the next few days to have an executive order forthcoming which will strengthen the employment opportunities both in and out of the government for uh, all Americans. And uh, it will be followed as time goes on with other actions by the federal government to expand employment uh, possibilities. The, we, one of the areas which are being considered, of course, is the field of education. Another is the field of housing. There are a great many areas where action might be taken. The one that will be taken first will be in the field of employment. Mr. President. Yes, we'll start over here and then great.: Thank you. It has been suggested, Mr. President, that when we give food to hungry people in other countries, We put it into an international pool so they will not know where it comes from. My question is, if our system can produce an overabundance of food, and the communist system is not able to produce enough sometimes for their own people, why we should not advertise this to the world and label it the gift of the American people? I think we should. (laughs) No, I think we should. And uh, Mr. McGovern informed me, uh, one of the matters I discussed with him was this question uh, and he told me that in uh, his trips through Brazil that uh, on all the food that he saw being distributed, which had originated in the United States, that there was clearly marked on it a gift of the people of the United States, which I was glad to hear. Mr. President, there's a great deal of interest abroad in your attitude and feeling towards the Algerian peace talks that are going on now. Would you comment, please? on what progress you feel might be, be made? No, I would hope that they're fruitful. Mr. President, President. New England would like to know, sir, if your administration is going to take the limits off of the imports of residual fuel oil. Well, as you know, uh, the uh, Secretary of Interior recently uh, provided for an increase in the importation of oil or of residual fuel oil. Uh, which I, ho- I hope will be helpful. I think you'll take the limits off completely. They say that's not sufficient to help New England. Well, we have to consider the needs of the coal industry, the domestic producers, the needs of New England. And we're trying to uh, reach a balance which will protect uh, the public interest. One matter which has concerned me, of course, has been the sharp increase, 12% in the cost of fuel in the... East and Northeast United States. That increase has seemed excessive, and as you know, several agencies of the government are now investigating to find out uh, what was the cause of that, of what I would consider to be an excessive increase. But in answer to your question, we are attempting to reach a a balance. On the nomination, sir, of Charles Merriweather, is there anything in this man's background that might embarrass your administration? No, I've sent Mr. Merriweather's name up there after reading the FBI report and other records. There is a report uh, that uh, Vice President Johnson is uh, setting up a special office across the street from yours. Uh, Does this indicate, sir, uh, that you uh, plan to place uh, before him uh, broader, perhaps unprecedented uh, executive responsibility? Well, we've already indicated that uh, he is going to have uh, special responsibilities in the field of uh, space. Uh, We are going to uh, Recommend to the Congress shortly that the uh, space agency be reconstituted with the vice president instead of the president as chairman in addition, uh, he uh, will uh, have responsibilities in the field of uh, employment opportunities and also uh, he is concerned with uh, as a member uh, for many years of the Armed service committee of the Senate as well as chairman of the subcommittee on preparedness He's been concerned with national security matters generally and therefore, uh, it seemed to me appropriate that uh, he would have uh, some officers in the executive so that he could meet these uh, responsibilities most effectively. What sort of a response have you gotten from ordinary citizens as a result of your appeal a couple of weeks ago to, uh, for ordinary people to write in about examples of waste in government spending at the notice? We uh, have received some letters. Oh, you yeah. Could tell us about, besides the $2,000 officers' Uh We have received, Excuse me. We have received uh, some letters and the. Uh, their uh, recommendations are being investigated to find out if the facts are as they state them, but we have none to announce as yet. The investigation have not been completed. Uh, the roving ambassador to Africa has been widely criticized for some of the statements he's made, that is Mr. Williams, including the one of Africa for Africans and the like. Do you find any validity in this criticism, and would you consider that his tour of Africa has been a plus for United States policy? Oh, I uh, I, don't—I think that uh, Governor Williams has done uh, very well. I'm wholly satisfied with his uh, mission. It's a very difficult one. Africa is is, uh, not an easy matter uh, uh, to—the problems of Africa are not easy, and there are a good many conflicting forces that are loose in Africa as well as in all parts of the world. The statement Africa for the Africans does not seem to me to be a very uh, unreasonable uh, statement. He made it clear that he was talking about all those who felt that they were Africans, whatever their color might be, whatever their race might be, and I don't know who else Africa should be for. of Mr. Shepard was chairman of the, uh, Mr. Shepherd, who's chairman of the uh, House uh, Appropriations Committee, a Subcommittee on Military Construction, <coughs> stated that the Air Force Missile Base Program, uh, any way you look at it, is in a terrible mess, although he conceded mm-hmm. there was some slight improvement in recent months. Do you care to comment, or will this forthcoming report you mentioned before comment on that? Well, it is. Uh, there are a great many difficulties. It's an extremely elaborate uh, system to construct. Uh, Good many of the cost estimates were underestimated at the time. There are elaborate communications uh, facilities that have to be developed, and it's not uh, been proceeding altogether satisfactorily. I think that the congressional investigation was most helpful, and I think the Department of Defense will benefit from it, and we will attempt to improve the uh, program. Uh, The Russians seem to uh have. Taken the position that Mr. McCloy's remarks the other day about the general and complete disarmament proposal, Mr. Khrushchev was a slogan, McCloy's word. The Russians seem to have taken the position from this that your administration has now rejected this Soviet <laughs> concept of disarmament. Is that a fact, or what is your attitude? No, I about think Mr. McCloy was pointing out that. Uh, you have to, in addition to uh, trying to work for disarmament, uh, you also have to work for a uh, mechanism which will permit an orderly settlement of disputes between nations. S- settlements which, uh, under present conditions, might be settled by military action, but which in some future date, if the goal of disarmament were, was achieved, would have to be settled by another means. Now, I think it would be premature to uh, make any judgments on. Uh, what progress can be made in the field of disarmament. It is going to be some time before uh, we have completed our uh, study of uh, what the American position uh, will be on disarmament. We are proceeding immediately ahead, of course, on nuclear testing. But I did not read into Mr. McCloy's uh, statement any uh, broad position, any broad administration policy, because we have not reached that policy on disarmament. Well, do you accept, sir, the view that disarmament is really not a legitimate word for what we're trying to do that really it's arms control that the west including the united states is after it should be after well we want to uh, proceed with arms control leading to disarmament but of course all these uh, this is a complete disarmament in four years is a is a uh, goal which uh, has been talked about for a great many years. I spent; uh, I'm somewhat familiar with the uh, conversations which took place in uh, Geneva under much less strained conditions from 1928 or 29 through 33 and 34. It's extremely difficult to reach uh, satisfactory agreements on disarmament, and at that time the world was not divided as sharply as it is today. And yet, rather limited progress was made, so that uh, this is an extremely difficult matter. I think the first area, of course, is in uh, nuclear testing. That, I think, uh, I'm hopeful we can reach an agreement on. But we will also, we are going to be concerning ourselves with our position on disarmament. I hope by the summer we will have completed that analysis. What progress can be made will depend upon the uh, goodwill on both sides and their willingness to accept a realistic inspection system. Uh, Recently, documents were made public uh indicating that uh, the ideological split between red china and russia is perhaps greater than uh, many people have thought Uh, do you feel that uh, this split uh, might be to the benefit of the united states and to what extent and for example do you think that uh, this might bring russia and the united states uh, closer together over the long run well i wouldn't attempt to uh make a judgment about what our future relations are going to be. I'm hopeful that we can work out a relationship which will permit us to live in peace and maintain uh, our security and the security of those countries with which we are allied. That is our object. I'm hopeful that the Soviet Union will come to that conclusion also. What factors will uh, be in their minds in making their policy, of course, uh, can only be surmised. But uh, we are attempting, and will be attempting in coming months, to determine whether any effective agreements can be accomplished with the Soviet Union, which will permit a relaxation of world tension. And we should know that uh, in some months. Mr. President. Yes. Uh, One of your campaign complaints, sir, was that fewer than 100 people in the whole federal government were working in the field of disarmament and planning for negotiations. Can you tell us how many people you have working on that problem now and what progress you're making towards building up what you would regard as an adequate staff to deal with this question? We uh, have, the, uh, of course, the problem of, and have had it of going into the uh, negotiations in late March. Uh, there have been uh, voluntary groups, particularly one led by Mr. Fisk, Dr. Fisk, which has been concerning itself with our uh, position in those negotiations. uh, I discussed with Mr. McCloy setting up of a longer range uh, operation on disarmament and uh, nuclear testing. And we are now considering whether that should be established as a separate agency in the executive branch or in the State Department with permanent personnel and a budget under a uh, statutory statutory action by the Congress. I'm hopeful uh, Mr. McCloy is considering it. And uh, we hope to be able to uh, make a recommendation to Congress about the long range build up uh, of our disarmament activities uh, in some days. Mr. President. What significance of any do you attach to the fact that the Russians put part of your news conference on their television, and would you welcome more of this? I would welcome more of it, and I'm glad that they're doing it, and I hope that it can be uh, expanded so that it gives an accurate reflection of the point of view of this country. Mr. President. Yes, sir. This last weekend, uh, Vice Chancellor (laughs) Erhard in Germany suggested that West Germany was not necessarily going to continue uh, aid to underdeveloped areas beyond one year. Was it your understanding with the uh, Foreign Minister Herr von Brentano, when he left here, that this would be on a continuing basis? My understanding that it would be on a continuing basis, and I'm sure that that will be the point of view of the... The uh, German government as to how much they will be able to do. That uh, there were no uh, on a continuing basis. That's a matter which they have to determine, and I'm sure will be a subject of discussion between the United States and the Germans and other interested countries. But my impression was very precise that it would be on a continuing basis. But uh, I do not say that the figures which have been reported in the paper as to how much would be provided on a continuing basis. Uh, There was no, I did not have any understanding that those were the figures that they would finally reach. The the idea of continuity was clearly accepted. The idea of the figures uh, is a matter, of course, which will be uh, before the Germans, and uh, on which, of course, we'll be talking with them. Uh, Mr. President, Congressman Infuso has recommended that this country take the initiative and officially invite Soviet space scientists to meet with U.S. scientists to work out plans for cooperation and peaceful exploration of space in line with your own recommendation. Would you comment on this, and could you tell us what plans you may have now to achieve this end? Well, we are attempting to improve our exchange program on a reciprocal basis with the Soviet Union and have been engaged in that activity for some time. Do you have any, have you defined any special areas in which you could cooperate without uh, any um, harm to our national security? When we have um, been able to work out any successful exchanges or new exchanges, we will announce them. But we are, of course, concerned that they will be reciprocal and that they will, uh, that the national security would be protected and also that it would contribute to uh, some useful purpose. We have, as you know, uh, we had recently here in Washington a uh, meeting which had been arranged some months ago on uh, meteorology. It was Soviet representative was unable to be here, which was a source of regret. There are uh, other proposals we've made for the long-range exploration of space, weather control, and so on. And we're going to continue to attempt to engage the Soviet Union in a common effort in that kind of activity. Mr. President, huh? You told uh, an earlier press conference that for every new program, you sent up, you would suggest a source of revenue. Does that mean, for example, in the case of the education program, that you're going to suggest some special way of financing it? No, what I said was that uh, we would, uh, for the proposals that we would make, we would have uh, a suggested source of revenue. And by the end of the month, when we send up our completed budgetary recommendations for 61, 62, we will also suggest uh, sources of revenue. Now, in the case of unemployment compensation, Aid to dependent children, Social Security, highway, and medical care for the aged, we did suggest the appropriation. On the uh, suggestion, uh, the appropriation on agriculture and on education, there is no direct tax link to those, but we will have some uh, proposals to make before the end of the month to bring that section of the budget which we have affected in line uh, with the revenues. I've excluded, of course, from the beginning what we do in the field of national security of an overall balancing out of what you have in mind Uh, in the case of education not a specific source but some general program for changing the revenue i think uh, uh, the as i've stated we are going to suggest revenues for any expenditures that we make which do not have by themselves or linked to them a, a, a source of revenue as the other programs did have you made any estimate whether there will be a deficit in fiscal year 1952 We will send to the Congress, I believe on March 23rd, our uh, view on uh, what the uh, 62 budget will look like. We've not completed our programs, and uh, we've not completed our analysis of uh, tax revenues at this time. There's been a report that there's a billion and a half deficit inside, is that correct? I would uh, prefer to wait till we're able to uh, complete our programs, because uh, the amount of the budget is tied pretty much to what uh, we recommend, and all these programs, with the exception of defense, will be uh, finished uh, by the 20th, and uh, we will then uh, be in a position to... Uh, and of course, uh, the, the final budget deficit will depend quite a lot on what we do in the field of national security. And I have not finished making a judgment on how much uh, we should recommend in addition to the present 62 uh, budget. Mr. Yes. President, uh, the aid memoir, uh, which was handed to uh, Dr. Von Brentano, uh, emphasized the need for burden-sharing on uh, defense and foreign aid in the Atlantic community. Can you speak somewhat more precisely of your ideas on this burden-sharing? Yes, I uh, hope that uh, all the members of the Atlantic community will uh, contribute according to their resources for the maintenance of NATO uh, and for the uh, assistance to the newly emerging countries and that the uh, burdens will be commonly assumed and uh, the OECD discussions, the discussions, the bilateral discussions with the Germans, the discussions which are going to take place in March and April in Europe, I think I'm hopeful will lead to that result. Uh, uh, sir, in view of the criticism that has occurred, uh, could you elaborate on why you have not recommended federal aid to public, and private, and parochial elementary and secondary schools? Well, it. Uh, The Constitution clearly prohibits aid to the school, to a parochial school. I don't think there's any doubt of that. The Everson case, which is probably the most celebrated case, provided only by a 5-4 to decision, was it possible for a local community to provide bus rides for non-public school children? But all through the majority and minority statements on that particular question, there was a very clear uh, prohibition against aid to the school direct. The Supreme Court made its decision in the Everson case by determining that the aid was to the child, not to the school. Aid to the school is, uh, there isn't any even room for, just for debate on that subject. It is prohibited by the Constitution, and the Supreme Court has made that very clear. And therefore, uh, there would be no possibility of our recommending it. You want to uh, make the recommendations you have made which would affect private and parochial colleges and universities. Well, the Aid that we've recommended to uh, colleges is in a different form. We are aiding the student in the same way the GI Bill of Rights aided the student. The uh, scholarships are given to that uh, to the uh, students who have particular talents, and they can go to the college they want. In that case, it's aid to the student, not to the uh, school or college, and uh, therefore not to a particular uh, uh, religious group. That is the distinction between them, except in the case of aid to medical schools, and that has been done for a number of years. And because that's a particular kind of technical assistance, a constitutional question has not arisen on that matter. Mr. President, uh, president, in regard to Mr. Meriwether, it uh, has been alleged in the press and in Congress that he was campaign manager to former Admiral cromwell now, in fairness, to, yes, in fairness to Mr. Mer- Merriweather, can you state whether this is true and whether it entered into your thinking? In the sense yes, of he was me? campaign manager, uh, had an association with the campaign in 1950. That's correct. Regarding your opening uh, remark about the uh, recommendation by the defense secretary to increase our conventional arm strength, would you please uh, give us some of your thinking as to the rationale for this shift, if it is a shift in our defense spending? I would not say it's a shift. I would say it's a, uh, there are uh, proposals uh, made by the secretary, which uh, talk about a general strengthening of our armed forces, including uh, many areas. So that uh, I'm not sure the word shift is the most descriptive. Mr. President, could you say whether uh, any strengthening of our conventional forces will imply or mean a uh, lessening of emphasis on nuclear weapons or in our capacity to use them in a pinch? I've not heard that. uh, We've reached no uh, decision which would indicate that there'd been a change in our uh, uh, reliance. If we do reach a change in uh, our reliance on nuclear weapons, uh, we'll make it very clear. But uh, no such change has been reached at the present time. What we're anxious to do, of course, is see conventional forces strengthened. Uh, not only in uh, Western Europe, but uh, throughout the world. And uh, that, is, it seems to me, was the gist of the uh, Secretary's memorandum and uh, his uh, testimony yesterday and his public statement. Mr. President. Thank you.